Everybody, welcome to Down and Out, the sports and entertainment podcast, taking the world by storm. Dom Tibbetts alongside Evan Ryer, Tim Sports, quote-unquote professionals, giving our best shot at the world of podcasting, but we like to have fun, keep things loose, and a lot to get to today. As always, shout out JD Masters and Buddha, Man in the Mirror, our intro-outro music. Go show them some love, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream our your music, anywhere you stream our podcasts like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, etc. You can find our boys, JD Masters and Buddha, friends of the program, friends of ours. Evan, the day is finally here. We've been teasing it. I feel like I've been getting ready for it to like the past month, but it's our draft exclusive special. We are talking strictly the NFL draft tonight. Jacksonville Jaguars back number one common territory for you guys but obviously there's you know I think you go back to last year right the big thing is like all right the Jags gonna really lock in on T-Law but now this year you know you guys get the first draft pick but I really think there are so many other bigger storylines that this isn't like so hyper focused on on the Jags and making sure they don't fub up the first pick honestly well yeah that's kind of what's funny is that like it seems like this year like yeah the first two picks in the draft are like the most two like boring picks of mm-hmm. like the entire first round like between the Jags and the Lions it's just like whatever i mean i guess there is a chance that the Lions go and get like a quarterback um but I, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they've been, like, super high on any of them. It seems like they're also going to take an edge rusher. So, um, or an edge rusher, or, you know, not an offensive tackle, but they seem to be really locked in on that. Um, and then, you know, the Texans, too. I mean, they're probably also going to go, like, tackle or edge rusher. So, yeah, it's kind of just a... Uh, uh, a, kind of a boring start to the draft, but then I mean, shit gets crazy because you got teams with you know multiple picks. You know, you got the Jets with two picks in the top ten. The Giants have two picks in the top ten. The uh, Saints have two picks uh, total. The Eagles have two picks total. Um, the Giants have three picks in the top twenty. Uh, I mean, that they're going to be kind of the story. Um, oh no, never mind, never mind. Uh, I was looking at a mock draft in which they trade up, uh, but you know, whatever. Um, so I, still, the Giants still have a, a, a lot of picks, and we know that coming into this, right? Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's going to be fun, and you know, I mean, I will say, Dom, that you know, the there is a little bit of mystery to the Jaguars, I guess, and the Lions. It's like, oh well, which you know, edge rusher do they take? Well. There's a lot of uh, kind of groundswell behind uh, mm-hmm. a uh, report that came out last night by Michael Shoddy, who's the um, he's the like head of content at 33rd Team. Uh, if you have anyone that's never been on that website, Los Football should go on there. Um, uh, he uh, said last night that um, I'm pulling it up right here. Sources close to the situation in Jacksonville tell me that Trayvon Walker will be the pick tomorrow night. So, I am prepping for Trayvon Walker's name. Um, And, you know, I mean, it is wild uh, to think about, you know, like, Trayvon Walker going, like, first after not even being considered to go higher than 
than Jordan Davis in this draft yeah. probably like back in like like uh you know December. So, you know, I mean the the things to like about Walker, the reasons why I'm happy with the pick is that he is a freak athlete and he is like he is the type of player where he is so athletic that he will get on the field no matter what happens. Like he could not produce he might he may not be, you know, an elite producer in terms of sacks or whatever, but he is so athletic that he will make plays and make stuff happen. Um you know, I, I don't mind Hutchinson, but it's it's interesting because they basically feel like two different guys. Like Hutchinson, if you draft him, you are drafting a Leo edge rusher. Like, his that's his, the only thing that motherfucker can do is mm-hmm. like that. Right. Whereas Trayvon Walker is a guy that, I mean, by the end of his career could be playing like, hell, he could be even lining up at no stack on third, third down. So, um, you know, it's it's just it's uh, it's two different skill sets and kind of two just whole different backgrounds. Um, but, you know, uh, when we think about how Georgia and Michigan played earlier in the year, uh, Trayvon Walker balled out and Aiden Hutchinson was quiet as hell. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, um, and, and listen, the, the eye appeal for both, I think, is obviously there. I don't. I think, uh, uh, you know, Jay, former uh, TV Jags reporter and now 1010XL uh, host Mia O'Brien said it best on Twitter for you guys. And I like the way she put it is that I don't think the Jags need to come out and, and, and hit a home run with this pick. I think if you, you, you go with Walker or Aiden Hutchinson, I, I think regardless of what your opinion and what other Jag fans may want, like I, I, I think you are getting, uh, you're getting a solid double on each pick, right? And you're just, when the season comes around, that's when you find out if those people have the ability to come home and steal home for you and be that person you want. But I, 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 regardless if it's one or two, I'd be shocked to see them go any other direction. But I don't, just from the outside perspective, I don't think the Jags, I don't think they receive any flack if they go with either of the two. A guy coming from Georgia's defense, obviously as an eye appeal, I'm sure that's kind of why you feel Walker's the best situation, but, like, it's it's true. I mean, you come from Georgia, Alabama, like, you, you want those guys coming in on your defense because they're pro-ready. And I, I believe that one of the NFL reporters who covers the Jags even said that when she talked to Josh, your Josh Allen, Josh wants a guy on defense that can come in and make an immediate impact. And he mentioned there are two people that he says. So... The thing I also like about Trayvon Walker is that he he does have like you know the, the you know people talk about Aiden it's like sometimes you can almost like catch people doing racial stereotypes or you know being discriminatory where they'll say stuff like you know the white guy has like better intelligence or whatever Walker does boast like a pretty like wicked understanding of the game. I was reading, I was reading this interview recently with him from like his sophomore year. And he like basically was like learning the approach for the entire defensive line at once. Like he wasn't just learning, like here's what you need to be doing and lining up for, Mm -hmm. you know, defense, strong defensive end. Uh, You know, he he was doing, you know, all of it. So that's a, you know, I, I like the idea of that. I like a guy, you know, the full package, whatever you want to say. But, you know, I, there is a part of me that if they announce that they take, uh, you know, if, if they announce that they're taking Evan Neal or Iki Guanco, Iki Iwanku, Ekwanu, Iki Ekwanu, we, we'll, hey, we will listen, get this right. Listen, I, I have sauced Trayvon Walker's name multiple times already here in this podcast, Ev, so we are just learning as we go. It's okay. We yeah, will get that hammer so, home by tonight. S- 
Yeah, so uh, it's like if they take a tackle, that's a safer pick. I said that, you know, previous in the week and, mm-hmm. and I won't be mad if they, you know, take a guy that they think, you know, can best protect uh, Trevor. I like that. But it's seeming like they're going to go uh, edge rusher and then, you know, they can go take a, a tackle in the second or third. Someone that can, you know, compete with Walker Little um, and uh, and, you know, be be you know potentially a starter this year otherwise you know he'll he'll be kind of fighting for that you know spot they they did just sign cam robinson to a new uh three-year extension so um you know one that left tackle spot is locked up right tackles where there's potentially questions but i think the jags like walker little a lot i think they like where they're at there um and uh i i so i i do think edge rusher is going to be the pick I will say one of the reasons why I don't want Hutchinson, and this is not scientific at all, but someone on Twitter did say that Hutchinson looks like he's running around like as if he has a loaded diaper. Um, and so <laughs> and so that just ruined all like cool factor well, you for just, Hutchinson you, you, you with me. You just can't have that kind of you can't have that that kind of backstory on a roster. That's tough, you know. That's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Dom, you know that's a lot of talk for the for the uh, for the Jags. On the other end of the first round, the Bills uh, also have a pick. Uh, what are, what are what are your hopes and dreams? I, I because the wide receiver and quarterback is our primary need. I feel like this is the best draft for it because there's so much deep talent. I, I want us to go corner because I, this is solely for the fact that we lost Levi Wallace to the to the Steelers. Tredavious White's coming off an injury. I don't know the timeline of what week of the season he's able to get in and really when he's going to get healthy, you know. And we can't pin all our hopes on Sarah Neal, uh, Saran Neal, excuse me, and Taron Johnson. So I would like us to go cornerback. I don't see a world where we trade up. Uh, so if I, if I had it my way, I uh, probably uh, would take our, our boy from Clemson here. Um, who's been mocked over 22 times, that would be Andrew Booth Jr. That's probably my number one. I've seen it enough times to believe it. Now, if we were to go to our other option, which is a wide receiver, I think that the best case for us is if Traylon Burks from Arkansas falls back to us. But I've been seeing more and more mock drafts that have moved now Traylon up into the kind of top 20, which would obviously take us out of out – of, uh, out of his range as well. So that kind of leaves uh, one wide receiver that we have left here who, again, is starting to, again, trend back up into the into the first rounds, and that's Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. If we can go receiver, cornerback, I'm totally fine with that. Now, here's a name that has come to surface, and I didn't think I would like this position at all, Ev. But Brees Hall, the Iowa State running back, is starting to get big chatter that he's coming to Buffalo. Brees, ex- excellent vision. Not not an explosive back out of the out of the hole. You know he he has he has yeah. a lot of pick me up speed. He's not he's not the typical bull rusher. But I'll tell you what, get Brees in a little bit of open space. I kind of like what he does. He kind of reminds me of a Devin Singletary, which is why I was like at kind of on the fence about him because I'm like, well, we need a guy who can explode and hit the hole. That's why we brought Utah alum Zach Moss into the picture. Uh, and obviously you pick up Matt Breida in the offseason last season and you're supposed to fix all these issues. But if we were to go Brees, I wouldn't necessarily like be overjoyed about that, but that would be okay. You know, I, I would I, I would 
I'd be okay with that just because it's an offensive weapon. So uh, if we if we can get get a cornerback, that is where I want to be. It, it feels good again just to be another year where the Bills are just picking up complementary pieces. I don't have to worry about them royally. Like I basically have to say they don't have to they don't royally fuck this up. I don't have to worry about the Bills doing that to us because I'm pretty much going to be good with whatever we go. I've seen a couple experts and and Bills Twitter chatter saying that we're going to go get an offensive lineman. Again, I I wouldn't be like disgruntled. You know, I I know what I want. I know what most fans want. But there's there's not other than drafting like Malik Willis or Kenny fucking Pickett. There's nothing there. Uh, there's nothing that that I don't think Brandon Bean's gonna do that's gonna t- completely blow the lid off our draft. So we uh that's that's kind of it. It's re- really short and sweet with the Bills because you know that's just what happens when you're a Super Bowl contender. But we'll see, we'll see where we go. Yeah, uh, you know it's that's kind of the 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 beauty of you know drafting so late is that it feels like there's so much less like you still want to draft well that's how you know dynasties and you know legendary franchise you know periods oh, you know, that's how they I happen mean, is is drafting great when you're when you're on the back end but i uh i as a jaguars fan i wouldn't know a lot about that um that's all, but, <laughs> and, no, and listen it's it's funny because you go back to 2017 right i uh you know, you talk a lot about the the draft with getting Josh Allen and and Tremaine Edmonds, but you go back to that to that late first round as well, where a certain cornerback out of LSU graced our presence uh, a year later, and when Tredavious. the Bills and when the Bills picked up Tre'Davious White at twenty seven, I, I I'll in twenty eighteen I'll never forget that you know because obviously just being an LSU guy, I followed Trey and he was our punt returner and a star studded cornerback and you know I had a lot of upside to him but I could never could have imagined it being ex- explosive of career as he was so yeah it's I, I I am hopeful that now under Brandon Bean that we will land a good guy late in the draft and like you said it's just important to build on that and there's a there, there's so much depth right there's so much depth and we're about to get into some of those positions that have depth in this class of but that's what makes me confident with what the Bills are going to do here at 25. That's what's been interesting is that there's been a lot of I mean Jerry Jones said this himself but then like I think Tom Pelissero also tweeted this out saying that like several teams feel this way but Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, said like this week he's like they said there's 14 to 16 guys we considered to have first round grades, as in those are guys that are worth taking in the first round. But what both Jerry Jones and Pelissero said is that like apparently the vibe is first round depth not great, but in terms of guys talent level that you would love to see as a third round pick a fourth round pick, you know, a fifth round pick. There's just like a ton of dudes. Yeah. So there's, there, it's, it's kind of interesting where it just seems like almost this year, you know, day two, you know, day two, day three picks, you know, they, they seem to have more value than uh, in years past just because mm-hmm. there's enough depth that having a bunch of picks means, hey, you never know who you're going to be able to take in the fifth round and, you know, potentially, you know, do something with. So Exactly. Um, you know, Dom, you spoke about, uh, you know, the, the Bills potentially taking a wide receiver, you know, an idea, you know, to kind of segue, I kind of thought about, uh, you know, this this last night um, and then kind of brought it up to Dom before the podcast. But there's a lot of buzz right now over Jamison Williams going high, higher and higher than like, you know, he, he's been projected like a lot of places. The highest you've seen Jamison Williams, pro, pro, Jamison Williams projected is like 14 or 15. 
there's been some chatter this week that says, like, Jamison Williams, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he's the, like, first or second receiver taken off the board. Um, which I feel is, like you spoke that into existence on the last podcast because he, he, he even you know Monday when we recorded it wasn't we weren't he's maybe that third or fourth guy off the board and a week prior to that we're talking a guy who's going who's trajecting closer and closer towards the Buffalo Bills but yeah all of a sudden it's you know people are realizing that this injury this injury might not be the the most important thing people are looking at with a guy who is as talented as Williams. Yeah, I mean he. Uh... He's he's uh, I mean, that's the thing is that like I think uh, hold on. There's a there's a specific quote that's about Williams being a bona fide star. Um, and he is, man. I mean, when you have that level of speed, you you know, you're already dangerous. But but he is beyond speed. He's just a fantastic route runner and a guy that, you know, I mean, if if I if I'm picking at like 10 or nine or eight and I'm taking a receiver, or I could trade up to take a receiver at that spot. And I'm talking to Jamison Williams coming up to the draft, um, you know, all that stuff. And he's saying, I can probably play like 12 games this year. Because that's, he's claiming, Jamison Williams is claiming that he's going to be at practice in like May. Mm-hmm. Like, Jamison Williams is claiming he's going to play the full fucking season this year, which I don't necessarily believe. But damn, his recovery is going really fast based on like the updates and different things. Right. So that's the thing is if I'm an NFL team and it comes down to, okay, well, I might have Jamison Williams for the full year. He should be the number one receiver taken probably. So, you know, respect to Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's very, very talented, very great receiver. I think he's going to have a great career as well. But it's like, I mean, Jamison Williams is just, I don't know. And so I guess what I'm asking, Dom, is based on the vibes we're getting, based on the, 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 the things we're seeing, you know, where do you think Jamison gets taken? Not necessarily in terms of number or team, but first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Like, if he's the third receiver taken too, like, try to think of, like, the two guys before him that are t- going off. Right. Okay. No, so for me, he's my number two. I still okay. – I, I have to go with Garrett Wilson, just one. And, and I only say that solely because – Garrett Wilson is kind of in the same boat, uh, not in, not speaking on injury-wise, but just you know exactly what you're getting. You know how talented a guy like Garrett Wilson is and how NFL-ready he is. I will put Jameson, Jameson at number two, and then Drake London will be my number three. So that's that's and then I I, I had a real t- toss-up between uh, between Chris Olave and uh, uh, Drake at that three spot. But and I don't know. I normally have a big bias against USC guys because I just don't think they equivalent to offensive guys equivalent to the NFL. But Drake has seen enough, and I've seen him project upwards and upwards in all these mocks that I've looked at. That puts me at that three spot. So uh, Jameson's going to be my number two with Garrett Wilson slightly ahead of him, just like literally a pick or two probably ahead of him. So I've been talking all this yay about Jamison going, you know, first receiver off the board uh, and maybe going in the top 10. I also believe that he probably won't be the first receiver off the board. I mean, there's obviously chatter about it. You know, there's, you know, all this stuff. But but uh, I, I personally don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case. I just think it's interesting that we're seeing it. With that said, I actually think uh, Jamison's the third receiver taken off the board. Um, Ooh, I think Garrett... Three. Yeah, I think Garrett Wilson is first. Um, I'm with you there, Dom. I think Drake London does go before uh, Jamison Williams. Not because he should, 
But, you know, Drake London's in an interesting spot, too. Drake London could be, like, the fifth receiver taken off the board. He could be second. Like, he did not have a great offseason coming up to this uh to this draft like I mean he basically didn't have a pro day because he right. was injured um, so I'm thinking Garrett Wilson uh, then uh, uh, Drake London and I think this is interesting where I think Williams ends up being drafted is actually at pick number 17 I think the Chargers are going to throw the world a curveball and they're going to they're gonna draft Jamison Williams they need a tackle but I think if Jamison Williams is there, they might just pull the trigger on that. Um, so, yeah, that would be that. The Trevor Penning has been mocked to the Chargers like more than Booth has to the to the uh, to the to the Bills or whatever. But like because literally every mock draft says Trevor Penning. But I I think I think there's a chance there. Um, I, I genuinely think there's a chance. Okay. Um, so, and then beyond that, I think uh, I think Traylon Burks is actually going to end up going like uh, fourth. And then Alave will actually go last um, of uh, of those five. Um, you know, Alave. I mean, there is. I I personally think that Alave's like uh, Alave in, in his he he's obviously like a really you know really solid player. But I think there's more about what you don't know with all the other receiver prospects than what you do know with Alave. Like, well, the thing is, in, I've heard I've heard Todd McShay even say that Chris Olave is a guy who maybe could go number one. Like he he has all of a sudden turned some heads, and there are some people, some GMs, and his exact that really really like Chris Olave. That's that's what I will say about this year's draft, Dom. That's the the thing to sink your teeth into this year, folks. Is not. Like, oh, man, this might be the most talented draft in, you know, history. No. no. It's the fact that evaluations appear to be fucking all over the place. Like, everyone's, like, got different takes. So, um, yeah. Uh, Dom, I wanted to play that game again with you. Yeah, let's do it. I like that game. I like it a lot. It's a fun game. Um, but instead of talking about wide receivers, I wanted to talk about quarterbacks. Um you know, fortunately, uh, for, for both of our teams, we don't have to worry and think, oh, we should go get a quarterback this offseason because that would have sucked. Um, uh, but there are some teams uh, that still could use one, and a lot of te- a few teams that seem to be setting up to, uh, to take a, a quarterback such as the Saints, the Seahawks. Um, I mentioned the Lions as a potential option. I mean, the Steelers, Steelers yep. you know, I mean, um, the Texans, you know, these are – all teams that could take uh, a, a quarterback. Really, Dom, it's between Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. That's kind of more of the conversation we're having here. Desmond Ritter's kind of in the mix, but I think Des- I think it's, you know, kind of their 1A, 1B, and then Desmond Ritter is QB2. Um, so of those three, kind of what do you think the order is? You know, where do you, you know, do you think Malik Willis goes first or do you, and, you know, do you have an, a take on is Malik Willis going, you know, at pick number two or okay. is he going at, or is he going like, you know, he's going to slip. So I, I, I want to just make this claim real quick. Had Matt Corral not gotten injured. And in Matt Corral, game, I forgot to bring him up. My yeah, bad. no, you're good. But like, I'm just, I want to say something. Had he not gotten injured, I 100% and maybe it's just because I like Matt Corral so much. I think he's the number one quarterback off his board. That injury fucked him. It fucked him so hard. And I hate it. He's still going to be, I think, a second or third round guy. So I'm going to put him at four. Desmond Ritter, 
will be my number three. I don't see him going in the first round. I think the the Cincinnati thing is going to hurt him. I, I you you saw him go against some big boy competition in the playoffs this year, Ev. It didn't go yeah. so hot. I I've said it from the get go. There is, and I know Malik Willis has trajected well, but I think Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback off this board. Malik comes second, Desmond third, Matt Corral fourth. And then, honestly, you go to, like, Carson Strong out of Nevada and Sam Howell from North Carolina. I've seen Sam Howell. I've seen both the good and bad from him. I've seen it in person. I haven't gotten to see anything of Carson Strong. So I'm flip-flop him. I don't really care about that five or six off the board. But Corral then Ritter, then Willis, then Kenny Pickett. I, I just think I think the dynamic and the consistency, at least for Kenny Pickett, in an NFL where you need to be very focused on, on being able to throw from the pocket and be strong, not saying Malik Willis doesn't have a strong arm and that he can't pocket throw, but I, I just I like the pocket presence of Kenny Pickett a little bit better. Uh, so I'll take him. I'll take him there, number one. And quite frankly, if you want to just be a – I. I think only him and Malik Willis have a, a, a shot in hell at getting drafted in, in the first round. I wouldn't be surprised, Ev, to see if, if Malik and, and Kenny flip-flop, so be it. But I would not even be that surprised to see only one quarterback go in the first round. I, 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 I could see some trades coming in the second round where it happens. Uh, if, it, if, if you are talking two quarterbacks in the first, I think Kenny and Malik are obviously the first two that go there. Um, I... Give mm. I want to say I want to say Seattle so bad, but that's so high. That's so high, Ev. So I'm going to take Kenny Pickett, number 20 overall, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh wow. Okay, so so that's the first QB taken. Is yes, at that spot Ke- is Kenny Pickett all the way at number 20. Okay, I uh, I think that's really really fascinating. I really uh, I think that's interesting. Um, I personally think that while you are so right that it could only be one quarterback taken in the first round, I also think there could be four quarterbacks taken in the first round. What it kind of depends on is who in the first decides to say, fuck it, we're drafting the quarterback. So, so you think it's like a snowball effect where it's like yeah. a, somebody sees a quarterback go like, oh, fuck, we got to go. We got to get our QB. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so if the Lions, for example, which, again, there's still some people saying, oh, the Lions could take a QB. Lions could take a QB. If the Lions take a QB, if, like, let's say they take Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis at two, that will, I think in my mind, like – Everyone else that was thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll be able to get like Ritter in the second, or maybe we'll be able to get Corral in the second. My like the Seahawks, the Seahawks, or whoever, they're all gonna be like, fuck, we gotta trade up, like we gotta go, like because. But but that's that's the interesting thing I will say too, though. Let's say you get to like pick ten and there's not a quarterback taken yet, like the Panthers don't even take a quarterback, right? Like that's where you're like, does anybody take a quarterback? Because I think everyone that could potentially take one is going to think, okay, well, at this rate, you know, there's only 20 more teams picking. Maybe two of them are actually interested in getting a quarterback. So, you know, there may be a guy in the second round. And, you know, I could, I think, uh, like, a lot of mocks that I've seen, they project, like, you know, it's a classic thing, uh, a team trading back into the first late, you know, maybe trading with the Bills or trading with whoever uh, to go get, you know, a quarterback. So I do think, I think our over under for quarterbacks taken in the first round I know you say one I'm gonna say it's uh I'm gonna say it's two and a half I'm actually gonna set my line at two and a half okay. I think 
as in like if I was booking odds, like that's what I would say, you know, because I think I think Malik Willis and Pickett make it in the first. I think I think they both get taken in the first. So it so could if you even go over that two and a half. You think is Desmond Ritter that outlier that maybe goes? I think I think I think I that's the thing with Ritter and Corral is that they're both guys that I mean, if a team just loves them, like. Yeah, they could be a first round pick. Like if if the Seahawks are in love with Desmond Ritter, then yeah, Desmond Ritter might be uh, right. you know, like a the twelfth overall pick or I forget wherever the Seahawks are picking. So um I you mean know, this but, is we like we talked about with Jameson Williams, right? So like it seems like these NFL GMs and execs are are very much able to look past injury and they see upside, they see potential, right? So who's to say they don't do that with Matt Corral? I I I yeah. I, I could absolutely see the scenario where that happens. Of all four quarterbacks, I will say like I was probably most impressed by i mean i uh i watched a couple liberty games i know i know like evan you watched liberty games it's like nah man come on they played Ole miss like in oxford it was the hugh freeze return game it was sick um and malik willis sucked in that game um and uh <laughs> and, and and in general doesn't have like mind-blowing college stats but but he is like a freak athlete and a guy that can be molded and it's all about upside with him kenny pickett is I think Baker Mayfield 2.0, but that's fine. I mean, that's a starting quarterback in the NFL if he's Baker Mayfield. He just won't have the, you know, first overall pick hype like Baker had. So, um, and then, you know, I but but Matt Corral, man, like, I mean, I, I watched him I watched him unload on Alabama on all these SEC defenses. So I, I, I definitely like Matt Corral probably the most, but I think also Matt Corral's floor might be the lowest of all four guys. Like mm-hmm. Malik Willis might have a lower floor too, but but really like I think Corral's ceiling and Corral's floor are is like the greatest disparity between the two. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I I genuinely think that I I think we're getting one quarterback in the top ten, and then we'll see. You know, like I said, right. if it if and if that that quarterback happens at two, then it's going to be buck wild. Like I think you could have three quarterbacks taken in the top fifteen at that point. Like got teams trading up, trying to you know whatever. So, um, which would mean a lot of first round quality talent, you know, falling to you know the really good teams in the back half of the draft. So that vote, you would love that, Dom. I mean, oh, a, 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 a run on quarterbacks would be would be oh, fantastic I, for I'm the Bills. I mean, and listen, for for my own professional reasons. I need to be tuned into the draft tonight because I have to watch where Jermaine Johnson from Florida State goes. Which, I need to man, he also has a wide disparity uh, in terms I, of where he might get picked. Dude, I'm starting to see him get chatter at fucking seven now. And if you had told dude. me about a week ago, I wouldn't like, you're smoking crack. Now, it, it seems like it's going to be between just to spin off real quick as this just dives into this is the nice thing about covering big colleges you get to talk about guys who are going there is, uh, you know, I, I've seen him as high as seven to the Giants which is crazy. I also have seen him as as low as in the mid-20s, like to the Cardinals or the Cowboys, right before the Bills, where I'm seeing him, and I'm looking just because NFL has uh, the most, uh, they have compiled stats of the most mocks. What I'm seeing him right now is 13 to the Texans or 14 to the Ravens. One or there. So we're, you're looking, you know, in that in that mid-teens. But, man, the, Jeremy Johnson's a freak athlete. He is an absolute freak athlete just beast of an athlete who his story is pretty I mean like there you know like the NFL and the the draft and ESPN is going to do the story on Jermaine Johnson of like you know taking a shot leaving Georgia and then going to Florida State in the middle of a rebuild and so much uncertainty I can't wait for them to touch on that because Jermaine shut everybody up and had an incredible season I mean ACC 
Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, and that's and, and that's going to pay dividends. So I hope to see him do well. And Ev, I mean, we you mentioned because of that quarterback fiasco that you think could happen, which again I would agree, it'd be awesome. That's going to cause a lot of teams to have to move and trade and do this. So I think our final segment, as we talked about, was who do you see making a big trade, moving up in the draft, and who do they get off of this? Is there Was there a team, a situation you had in mind? Does it spawn off the quarterback drama, or is this something you already had regardless of what happens in this quarterback issue? Um, hmm. I think... I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to trade Debo Samuel for the Jags' number one pick. Just kidding. I wish that would happen, but no. Um, I, well, I mean, listen, you t- like, you know, if you if that would be my dream scenario. Oh, that the Jags great. trade if the Jags traded the first and second round picks for Debo, I'd be like, let's fucking go. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't let's party. Let's yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, I think uh, actually one of the. Uh, one of the like biggest jumps that you could see being made is actually from um, is actually from Dallas picking you know right before y'all Dom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them actually. There's been you know uh, I, I I say this like I cover the Cowboys and you know so it's kind of a cop out answer but but hear me out here. Um, I'm informed. Uh, Jerry Jones. I mean I said it last podcast has said multiple times now like twice that he thinks that. If you're gonna do anything, you should trade up in the first round. Like that's that's what he thinks. Despite the talent discrepancy, whatever, I think uh, I think that's how he feels. I think the Cowboys could be a team to trade up like ten spots. Like I don't think a lot of I don't know if you're gonna see a ton of like I mean there might be some blockbuster trades, but in terms right. of like moving up spots, like ten is still a lot. I think they could move up to something like fourteen or fifteen, um, and uh, you know trade with the Eagles maybe. And I could see them take a receiver there. Like if, if let's say Garrett Wilson's not the first guy taken, let's say Alave goes first. Let's say Alave or London goes first, mm-hmm. and Garrett Wilson is there at fifteen. I could see the Cowboys or a lot of those, like the Cowboys, Packers, Cardinals, all seem like they might take receivers. I could see them all trading to, to that spot uh, to go get. You know, if there's like, let's say, if they're in love with Drake London and he's there. Boom. If they're in love with Garrett Wilson and he's there, boom. If they're in love with Jamison Williams and he's there, boom. So, um, you know, that's where the Jamison Williams thing could have a, a huge effect too because Jamison Williams goes first and then Wilson's there at like the 14th pick. There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be like, so you're telling me the best receiver in the draft, like, you know, the one that doesn't have a major injury concern, uh, you know, it's 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 he's available. You know, teams are gonna say, "Fuck yeah, that's worth moving up to." Especially when I talk about that uh that that thing about how there's a lot of teams that have been, like, or there's been a lot of rumblings that you know teams only think there's like 15 first round guys. You know, if right. you think there's only 15 first round guys, and you know you want one of those guys, I mean, you got to be moving up to the mid 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 of the middle of the round. So I think the Cowboys are are kind of likely. I could also see uh. I could see a team like the Packers trading. Like I said, the Packers earlier, but mm-hmm. I could see the tr- Packers going from like the twenty-eight pick all the way up to like twenty, like in in keeping the twenty-two spot, but also picking at twenty. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of options. I mean, the Chiefs have two first rounders at twenty-nine and thirty. The Chiefs could mm-hmm. go buck wild and be like, mm-hmm. give us seven. So, uh, what do you, what about you, Dom? Uh, that's why I'm getting excited because you mentioned my team. 
I think the Kansas City Chiefs, you're on to something here, Ev. I think they keep 29. I think they keep 29 because that was off a, uh, a San Francisco via Miami deal. I think they trade 30 and some other packages to move up with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have two. They have 15 and 18. They give up 18 in an exchange for the the, the 30th, a future uh, a, a two, and maybe even a future two. And I think because you look at where they what what the Chiefs need on this team, right? I think you, obviously you've addressed the fact you get Juju, you get uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, you bring back bring back Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman is in a contract year. Okay, you, I, I think your offense is set. You're gonna have to ride or die. You have Patrick Mahomes. Let's just see how it goes with Ceh, right? Defensively, I think we know this is where Kansas City needs to go. And they need to get a cornerback. And this is why I like them trading up to go to number 18 where they draft Washington cornerback Trent McDuffie. Oh, okay. One of the highest Raiders corners in the draft. Somebody who I would love to see fall back. I don't even know if he will make it to 18. But I'm looking at a compiled stat on an average of where they think he'll go, and it's right in this sweet spot. So I think the Chiefs trade up, go cornerback, and bring Trent McDuffie from Washington in. Absolute bonkers bananas move because my first thought, Ev, was honestly, I thought the Chargers would trade up to try bringing in Derek Stingley. But then I looked there, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. They are loaded at cornerback. I don't think why the, the Chargers, if they're going to trade up, they're not going to go defense. So I said, let me let me change that up. Let me switch it up. Let me dive into the stats, call my sources, and that's what I'm getting. Chiefs trade up with the Eagles. We are talking Trent McDuffie in Kansas City Red. Wow. I like that a lot, Dom. Um, man, I actually like that a lot, a lot. I'd be pretty stoked if I was a uh, Chiefs fan. That's the thing, man. It just seems like some teams are playing a different game when it comes to like how they acquire draft picks and how they get all this capital, but they're also like perennial Super Bowl contenders. It's just like... The rich stay rich, I guess. Uh, um, that's just how it is. And listen, the best thing, like, and I know you can agree with this too. Once you kind of, once you get past the, the the first pick, and you guys have your guy or whatever, like, the best thing, other than like from my perspective, than watching all the quarterbacks start going off the board, right, is watching all these moves be made. Uh, because I know the Bills have enough depth in this in this in this draft that they're gonna get a guy that they want in the first round. But I I want to watch pandemonium ensue tonight, and I think this is the perfect draft for that to happen. I think you hinted at that earlier, Ab. This is going the more chaotic this is, I think the better this is. And you know, obviously the talent doesn't make you as excited as you would in normal drafts. But I think the 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 wide range of uh, of depth at a lot of positions here is going to make for arguably one of the more like just fascinating drafts we can get to. Uh, and I really hope I'm not the like I'm not dead wrong and it just becomes a chalky draft cuz that's going to really suck. With the talent that we have, that's really really going to suck if this is a chalky draft. So give me pandemonium, give me chaos in Vegas tonight. I mean, hey, what better place to have it, right? Yeah. Um it's uh, it's that that is. I will say that. I mean, they should probably just do the draft in Vegas every year because it's perfect for it. But uh, mm. um, no, I uh, it's I, I think I think we'll get some pandemonium. I don't think it's necessarily going to be you know, uh, Alice in Wonderland, just ca- you know, Dreamland levels of of uh, chaos. But you know, I mean, the Jags and the Lions 
they get spicy to start the day, I mean, it, it, it'll set off probably a chain reaction that, that probably won't stop for a couple of rounds. Um, I mean, like, who knows? Like, the, the Jags, I mean, they're taking, they're taking Trayvon Walker, but if they just, you know, somehow threw the ultimate curveball and take, you know, a receiver or something like that, I mean, Jesus, like, it'll just, it'll, it'll turn into, uh, uh, and, and, into just, yeah. Uh, so, the so hopefully be the change we want to see. They can yeah, do it. and say go Jags, go Lions tonight. That's who we're rooting for, folks. That's uh, going to give us the best, uh, 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 you know, chance for chaos. Um, shout out to the Rams who do not pick until pick number one hundred four. <laughs> they do not have a pick in the top one hundred because of uh, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford. You know, but they won the, a Super Bowl, all, so they can miss me with all that bullshit. Yeah, they're good. They're chilling. Um, <laughs> But uh, but Dom, is there anything, uh, any other draft topics we haven't hit yet? No, I think we have compiled our list. That is it. Uh, you know, thank you all for bearing with me in the beginning of the podcast. I was looking at Kayvon Thibodeau the entire time, and that's why I kept calling Trayvon Walker Kayvon. So apologies. That's a guy I, we have. No, I, don't worry about it. it I do know what I'm talking about, folks. I do know. But yeah, no, we've crossed everything off. I, I think we've done enough here. Uh, like the great thing about the draft is that is like literally like I know we're not like hired to be draft experts and analysts, but like you could be right. We all could be right. I mean, your picks could be right. Mine could be right. I've seen Todd McShay and, and Rappaport and, and, and uh, Kuiper and all these guys be chronically wrong. And you know what? Like I said, give me all the chaos tonight. If the Buffalo Bills trade out of the first round for some reason, I'll roll with the punches, you know? Fuck it. And Brandon Bean, we trust. Uh, so I'm I'm good. I, I am all set. I am ready for... What is it? Eight, eight, eight thirty tonight on ESPN or ABC? Yeah, it's coverage will start at eight, and then you know you'll probably get the first pick announced by eight fifteen. Got it. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready to go and excited for what the, what the night will bring. Oh man, Pro Football Talk last second uh, report. Ooh, good. Hit it in. Breaking news. Uh, Jaguars want to trade down. Uh, can't find anyone to trade with. Yep. So that's what I. Hey, hey. You know what, Jags? If that's true, I'm happy. You know what? If you guys can't find someone to trade with, and it means you just gotta take, you know, you just gotta you gotta take somebody at one. That's okay. But at least they're looking to do the right thing, which I genuinely think is trading down. I, I love Trayvon Walker. Uh, or you know, I like Trayvon Walker, but man, I kind of wish they just weren't picking one this year. Um. So yep. Uh. That's uh. Just wanted to fit that in there, Dom. Um. You know, if uh, if people want to, uh, you know, see what we're doing on a regular basis, uh, there's this device called uh, your phone, and on that phone there's a thing called social media, and in that umbrella term, uh, there's an app called Twitter uh, that we share our episode links, uh, we share thoughts, takes, we'll answer questions or comments or replies, whatever you are uh, thinking. Um, and uh, you can go follow us at Down In Out Podcast at D O W N N O U T P O D C A S T. And while you're doing that, also go on Spotify or Apple, whatever you're listening on, and give us a review. Uh, five stars is what we shoot for. Uh, we are very appreciative uh, for y'all's feedback and support. 
bigger snaps for the folks. Thank you all so much. And while you're giving us some support, make sure you go show some love to JD Masters and Buddha, Man of the Mirror, our intro, outro music. You're hearing it right now. Go show the guys some love. YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere you stream. Your music, anywhere you stream our podcasts, like Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you'll find JD Masters and Buddha. Folks, thank you so much. This has been the official Down and Out 2022 Draft Special. Thank you all for tuning in. We look forward to coming back next week. We'll recap how right and more likely wrong we were on our picks. Uh, we, we'll talk about the Jags' future and the Bills' Super Bowl run. All that good stuff starting on next week. So thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. But until next time, Arriva Darchi. Later. With the notepad out, thinking about lyrics. I ignored your story because I didn't want to hear it. Bitch, did you ever really catch a switch? Where I went from rock to Buddha, caught the vibe like a fish. Assist like white chocolate, handing out a dish. If the devil shows up, then my soul, he just wish. I might accept the offer because I want to grind like cause and give the trophies to my mama. Make him sweat like a sauna. Because act like I can't, then I'ma spit like a llama. Take your girlfriend out and give a Balenciaga. So check me out, feel me up, and watch me bounce cause the new man in the mirror is looking like a mouse switch places change faces now buddha runs a house trust hip-hop more than bitches so i'ma take her as a spouse or at least a concubine if in front of my god feel divine i'ma grab it like a shield and i'll make it shine cause when i'm polished i'll abolish if you cross the line that's how i am feeling keep growing like a giant go through the ceiling man in the mirror doubled up now you all the fuck we go again but when we stop blazing boom boom pow pow what you gonna do now especially when i bring the energy like it's a powwow besides find a man page your face cause you a damn clown look around only one that isn't on my wagon now the name is buddha bitch damn, uh look around only one that isn't on my wagon now